Hello, it's Tyson Sharp here. And if you know you have some roadblocks around marketing, sales, and money that need to be shifted, this is the episode for you. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp. And if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. Hello, and welcome back to you, my online family. I just got done with this interview with Tommy Walker, the mind engineer, and it was an amazing conversation, especially around the the roadblocks we all have around marketing, right? Putting yourself out there, around sales and the fear of rejection, especially around money and the scarcity we have towards it. And that's why I wanted to invite Tommy, because not only has he built, you know, a seven-figure business, but also he has a coaching business that's that's reaching six figures around helping people remove these limiting beliefs, these blocks, these stories, these narratives around marketing, sales, and money. And I wanted to invite him on because, you know, for years now, he's had over 15,000 people visit his seminars, courses, workshops, and in his coaching programs. And so I wanted to dive in completely deep and give you a few exercises, a few tidbits of information and advice on what you can do so you can identify what your roadblocks are, what your roadblocks are around these crucial business topics so that you can get your gift out there in a way that's expansive so that you can get more and more people through your programs so that you can serve and you can make the difference that you are uh, and make the difference that you're here to create. And we all know as soon as we look in and we have these fears, doubts, frustrations come up, that's the clear opportunity that we all have. Right, so in this interview, in this chat, we dive in deep all into that in terms of not only the difference between your conscious mind and your beliefs, but also what you're projecting. What you're projecting in the world is a reflection of what's within, and that's why we have to do these exercises if we are to truly start to find more of our true self instead of our false self. The more we start to focus on our true self and start to see the illusion of our false self, the more we can start to market ourselves, put ourselves out there, the more we can you know, sell our products and services and obviously the more money we can make. So that's what we go into. I can't wait for you to try these exercises to see what shifts you make. And no doubt, the new year coming into an empowering time in our lives, you're definitely gonna be making more money, getting more of your word out there and definitely uh, finding more success as a byproduct of that. So without further ado, here is Tommy Walker. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, my online family, welcome back again to another episode of the Awaken Your Business podcast. I have Tommy Walker here. As you heard in the introduction, he's the man. He is the absolute man to help create a awareness around these blocks to do with to do with all, everything mindset. So everything marketing, money, sales, all those things we run up against in the entrepreneurial journey. 
that kind of uh, that holds us back and definitely stops us from getting our gift out to the world to the most amount of people. So if you're looking to create those shifts, get out there more in the world and definitely spread your gift. This is the conversation for you. So Tommy, welcome, my friend. How are you doing? Hi, Dyson. Thank you very much for having me here. I'm very happy to be able to share some insight and, uh, you know, uh, help some entrepreneurs out there. Definitely, definitely. So give us an idea about, about your story. Before we dive in deep in terms of the content around, around marketing and sales and money and some of the roadblocks people, can, people run into, uh, one thing I want to ask is just a bit more about your story in terms of how you got into this and how you got doing what you do right now. So I'm going to make it a short, it's a bit long. I started uh, going down kind of a spiritual path in 1994, more or less. But I, I was back then at school. And when I started kind of practicing, I don't know, you know, the chakras, meditation, things like that, I was the weirdo. I was already the weirdo at school. But <laughs> on top of that, I added more stuff, you know, I was more the weirdo. So um, back then at least on my in around my circle talking about meditation and chakras and energy and things that people were like you're crazy buddy you know so for some time i just shut it down i couldn't deal with it of course you know the peer pressure and everything it was like crazy i couldn't find anybody else to share with so i just kind of shut it down and put into pause and in 1998, I started my entrepreneur journey. I didn't want to work for other people. I was working for other people, but it was something that I really wanted to work on my own, have my own stuff. And I tried many things. I tried starting many projects. Back then, imagine we're talking about dot-coms when internet just, you know, blew out there. Everybody was trying to do a dot-com and sell it for millions and all, things like that. I was trying to do something, you know, make some money. It didn't work. So I had many failed businesses down the road. And in 2003, I started another one, another one of my ideas, no support. My friends told me I was crazy. My, my dad even told me, you're gonna go to jail for what I was gonna do. And it was nothing illegal, okay, don't get me wrong, but he was scared. He was he used to work just for a company his the whole life. He worked for Ford for like 35 years. So it was his first company and his last company. So imagine that. So, I struggled a lot, a lot, a lot. It took me a lot of time to get it moving forward. You know, I barely made it. I went back to nine to five, then kept on working on my business, make some money, invest on my business, try to get it off the ground, go back to nine to five. It was crazy. And in 2009, I met a person, mentor, coach, spiritual guy that really, really helped me. It just blew my mind. It was all about mindset. She didn't teach me marketing. She didn't teach me sales. You know, Tyson was all about the spiritual path the mindset, how the mind works, all our limiting negative and false beliefs that we created when we were kids and are now in our entrepreneur journey, pushing us back, holding us back. Because what I tell people is this, the entrepreneur journey, your partner, your kids are the three best and worst thing that could happen in your life, saying it in a good way, okay? Don't get me wrong. Like your kids, the entrepreneur journey and your, on your uh, spouse, your partner, are going to bring out the best things from you and the worst things from you. They're, they're, they're your you know, mirror. They're going to mirror back at you whatever you have unresolved and also going to mirror back the good things. So whenever you embark in this journey, if you don't work on your mindset, it makes it very difficult because that's why, you know, most people struggle. There's, I don't know if numbers are correct, but in my experience, <laughs> being an entrepreneur for now 21 years and a mindset go for 10 years, what 
normally people are saying that between one to three years, two, three years, people in the entrepreneur journey, they quit and they go back to 95 or they change to another business and they change to another business. So if you don't work on your mind and your inner connection inside and of course outside, you know, above to your higher self, universe, whatever you want to call it, it's fine. It's going to make it very difficult, right? Totally. I mean, I, 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 that concept of the mirror, I remind myself every day. I, I truly think that there are no business problems. It really is just your, your internal challenges manifesting in an external way. And so, you know, you fit, like you described, your kids, your spouse and your business, uh, your spiritual gift to, you know, give you that highway internally to see what patterns need to be healed, what patterns need to be seen and looked at. And those who give up, like you said, in the two to two, three year mark are really those who fail to recognize that. I believe they, either they fail to recognize that they're they're they are, you know, their, their manifestation or they're just truly not willing to, to face those, those, you know, inner patterns. Um, but that's beautiful. What happened when you started to shift clearly from, I think your first business was in 93. Was that, did I, did it, in 94, I started several, like I was, I went from business. I, I started, I wanted to do kind of a, back then, imagine we're talking about 1994. I, uh, sorry, no, a little bit later. Sorry, no, 1998. In 94, I started kind of a spiritual world, but then I just quit. In 1998, I started my first business. It was dot com. It was kind of Google, for, but for outdoor activities, outdoor training. I love the outdoors. So I wanted to, if you wanted to do a training in Australia around rock climbing, you could find a place where in Australia you could do some rock climbing, you know, a course or, or a company or a guide, things like that. I was gathering a lot of information. That didn't work very well. It was a good idea of, of kind of a Google for that, but it didn't work very well back then. And I kept on changing from one project to another. And then it was in 2003 where I started the business that I've been running. I struggled for six years before I met my mentor coach, spiritual guide. And it was there when it really started growing. It, uh, two years later, I rented a big place to start offering courses by, in downtown where I lived. And it started really growing in, a, in an amazing way. And it's been that. growing since then. So that. it was, as you said, the, the mirror, like I wanted to quit. I didn't want to, you know, all the problems that I had, as we call them, the problems and challenges, they were just ways of getting rid of my false self and discover my true self within. That's what I feel that challenges are here for when people are like the victims. Oh, this is happening to me. Why, why is the universe? Why is God? Why is whatever this happening to me? It's a growing opportunity that you're missing when you're in that, you know, victim mode, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, let me ask you now that 15,000 people have gone through your, your programs in terms of your, your seminars, your workshops, your coaching, everything like that. Obviously, so the internal shifts needed to happen before you were able to manifest that. What happened? What was the specific shift? Because you were struggling for many, many years. And then you had this spiritual experience, this, this awakening with, you know, your mentors and your, your coaches. What was that shift that allowed you to go from struggling, especially around money and success in business to then growing it to, you know, seven figures and now, and now launching other businesses that, that are able to make the six figure mark as well. What was that shift and what was that like? So 
what happened is mostly, I'm going to be honest with you, was getting to know myself more. So what I teach is that when we're kids, when we go to a certain situation, imagine mom or dad, mom or dad could have money or they might have no money. Either way, if they're fighting over money, if dad is trying to control mom with money or, giant, or mom is trying to control the family with money, whatever is going on around money, to give an example, okay? It could be around love, it could be around success, whatever. But let's go to money, that that's a big one on, on top of the spiritual world. We're gonna go a little bit deeper with that if mom and dad were kind of fighting over money or you know having problems with money with the day with money or without money we start drawing conclusions so as a kid i'm watching a movie mom and dad you know having a fight over money so i start drawing my own conclusion because as they are not teaching me like hey tommy we're fighting because we're in a bad mood hey tommy you know we were fighting amongst each other because i don't know um i had a bad day at work and i came back and i started I was fighting with my mom, you know, with mom. When we don't get explanation of what's going on and we're so small, Tyson, what happens is we start drawing conclusions. Money is bad. Money makes people fight. Money made my father run away with another woman, whatever, you know? So we start drawing conclusions out of our environment. And those are the belief system we start creating in our mind. So now I want to start the entrepreneur journey. So I want to make, of course, some money to be able to pay my rent, to pay my house, to pay my car, whatever. Or even I want to make more money. So if when I was a kid, there were money problems in the family, my beliefs in my subconscious mind are going to push me away of making money. Why? Because I believe deep down, and a lot of people don't even know they have these beliefs, they, they, if they make money, it makes them the bad guy. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. I mean, so many people can resonate with that, especially, I mean, some people can feel like they need to make the money, not realizing that they feel like they need to make the money because they have an unconscious belief that says, I need to make it to be safe. I need to make it to feel enough. I need to make it to feel like I'm worthy. Right. And so exactly. they're making it from a place of fear. Is that what is that what you went through? What was the what were the stories that came up for you that you shifted before you found this the the success with with your finances? So first of all, I want to tell you something before we 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 just talk about what changed because I want to be honest and everybody needs to understand this for what I believe and other people out there might not believe this and Tyson, you can you can give your feedback with this too of course what I believe is that life is kind of a spiral you can go spiral down or you can go spiral up. So the truth is, imagine uh, like a, a, a staircase, you know, kind of a um, rounded staircase going up. What happens is as you go higher, you still hit the same tests in life, challenges in life, but at, at a higher level or a higher consciousness. So it doesn't mean that I'm already figured everything out. I don't want people to understand like, oh, Tommy has everything figured out. I'm still figuring things out. When I'm walking over water or I'm flying over the skies on my own, we can talk maybe that I have more things figured out. <laughs> but right now I'm still in the journey and I think this is gonna be till the day that I die. My, my mentor coach said she had 25 years of inner work she passed away and she still worked till the day she died. It was amazing seeing her do inner work all the time because these beliefs are so rooted in our subconscious mind that our subconscious mind and our soul, the, the spiritual world is going to release as we are ready to face whatever challenge we need to face. So one of the things that now that I, I told that, 
one of the things that I've been working, I'm still working on is that when I was a kid, my parents would tell that if somebody started a uh, business and they did a lot of money, you know, they were, they should have done something illegal that you cannot make a lot of money being an entrepreneur, like a small entrepreneur. You know, it's like there's small entrepreneur legal stuff or those big multimillion entrepreneurs that those are the good guys in a way. So having money in my family was something bad. And on top of that, we struggled a lot with money when we were kids. Suddenly my parents had moments when they had money and suddenly they just didn't have a lot of money. We, they had to go buy to the, to the, comp, to the big industries kind of uh, where they, the, the factory. They had to go to the factory and buy broken cookies that they were cheaper than going to the supermarket and buying like the package there to give you an idea how we struggled. So those things went into my mind as I thought that having money was, uh, was bad. So whenever I made money, I spent it. I couldn't save money and I didn't know why because I believe that had, having money was wrong. So I just got rid of all the money that I had. <laughs> yeah, which is, you now know a very different, a very different pattern, right? You, you now know those choices of, of meanings uh, can be shifted, right? And, and you can definitely look at your pattern. You can look at the, your past and say, I was, as you said, making some conclusions about this, about the circumstances. And we can make many conclusions. Some people can see something and say, you know what, my parents struggle with money. So the conclusion is I need to make more in order to, you know, in order to make the decision better or in order to make my circumstances better, whatever it may be. Or be happy. Exactly. Yeah. I got to make money to be happy. Exactly. The thing is, as you said, we need to find, you know, what, what did I find in my life is going back into my past, finding all, and that's what I believe we're here, you know, to become our true self or greater version. And our greater version is getting rid of the garbage in our head. The garbage meaning these limiting negative and false beliefs that we have around everything because we've been programmed. Tyson, look at this, Robin Hood. Robin Hood stole from people that had money and give it to the poor. So people that had money were the bad guys. If you look at the movies we saw when we were kids, so many represent the people that have money as the mean guys or the bad guys. So we have been programmed in our mind with so many things, you know, true love, you know, love is all romantic, everything, you know, every, when you find the right person, it's gonna, everything is going to be fine. That's BS. <laughs> Yeah. I remember when we had our first chat, you mentioned all those movies. And I was, I was thinking back, I'm like, all the movies that I saw when I was a kid, I'm like, I wonder what sort of stories they unconsciously just put in my, in my mind, in my head. And I didn't question them, right? I just didn't question. It's like, yeah, of course, Robin Hood steals from, from, the, uh, from the rich, gives to the poor. But the, the misconception is that, you know, those people made money and they're, you know, you know, they're better off. And, and, you know, when we take money from there, they're now the bad guys. And it's now my job to overcome these challenges. So that the good guys have money and the bad guys don't all those different things. So it was definitely very interesting. So what did, what did you feel when you started making more money, when you started creating these shifts, what, what went through your mind in terms of what were you feeling? What sort of shifts did you notice? When, when was the moment where you started realizing that this had been cleared and there was a different story in place? Since maybe, let me see, 2009, around 2012, 13 is when I started seeing a big difference because I started making much more money and I wasn't 
getting rid of the money so fast. I was trying, I was starting to save a little bit more, grow, make more money. So I started seeing some changes, but it took some time till I really made the shift because as I said, this is a, an upward or downward spiral and growing unconsciousness. You're going to go back to a very similar spot again but at a different level that's why i still see and i work with people that are making maybe six figures they're making seven figures and they're not happy they're still struggling because again although you say like oh once you start making money everything is fine no it's not fine because you're still dealing with maybe even other limiting negative and false beliefs around other stories you're telling yourself now in the specific moment you are in your life makes sense totally absolutely i, I believe that as well i think Every single time we're on, a, we're, on, we're on our journey, there's, there's going to be challenges. I think, they're, they're, I think we prefer there to be challenges. Could you imagine if we didn't have a spiritual path where we're learning lessons, we're going through challenges, we're evolving, right? How boring would life be if, if that wasn't the case, right? I think, as you say, if we're going up the, stair, the staircase, there's always going to be challenges is always going to be you know different levels that we need to look within because we're here to evolve we're here to grow we're here to contribute at, at deeper levels and if we're not growing i mean what, what's the point right what's the point of life if you're either growing or dying and i think if if we're not seeing those challenges as opportunities then uh then we're, we're, we're missing the mark there at some level but let me ask you when we're talking about uh people's obstacles and overcoming these challenges. What do you find are the biggest challenges that people have when they're building businesses, they're out there, they're not finding this, the kind of success that they, that they want to see. What are the major roadblocks when it comes to, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to sales, when it comes to money, what are the, what are the patterns that you've seen? So what are the big things like we're going to generalize right now? It's not exactly the same for everyone, but I work with people all around the world and I spoke with people and they're like, no, it cannot be like that all around the world. And it is like that all around the world. It changes a little bit, but the main things that people, the false limiting and negative beliefs that most people have are I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. I don't deserve or I'm inadequate. So what happens is from there, as you said, I got to go out there maybe to make money to feel good enough. So I'm already going out from the wrong reasons. So the universe, what it's going to do, it's not going to give me, and you know, all that crap out there about talking about the law of attraction, you know, just be positive and everything's going to come your way. That's BS because that's how you're not, you're not evolving. As you said, if I get everything that I want and I don't have any challenges, how am I going to grow? So I hate all that crap they're saying out there about the law of the attraction, the universe, you know, that, oh, you just be positive and going to get whatever. How are you going to learn from it? So if you don't feel good enough and you try to push yourself into positivity to attract money your way, what's going to happen is you're going to say the universe is not going to see your conscious mind saying, oh, I want money. Universe, bring me money. I deserve money. The universe is going to see deep down what you believe. So if your imprint deep down is I'm not good enough, the universe is going to create situations around you that prove that you're not good enough. Mm. Great. So if in the outside you're seeing things that are not working, I guarantee, I guarantee that it's, I say this, you are projecting your life out. Your, your, your belief system is kind of the, the script that you wrote when you were a kid. And now it's going through a lens and you're projecting out your life. 
So if you're struggling on the outside, it means that there's a script on the inside that you need to change. You cannot go to the cinema and start screaming at the actors, change the script, change the script, change the final, you know, the, the end of the movie because I didn't like it or whatever. It's not going to happen. You know, it sounds stupid, but that's how people try to change their life. Imagine yourself screaming at a screen where the script was already written, they was already executed, the, the reactors went through the movie, everything is set. You cannot change that. You got to go back, change the script, and then the movie is going to start changing. The same happens with the mind. So with those stories, understanding that we have those stories from childhood, when we hit marketing, let's talk a little bit about marketing. What does marketing mean? Is getting the word out, getting people to know who I am. So if I feel that I'm not good enough, Tyson, what's going to happen? I don't want people to find out who I am because I feel I'm not good enough. I'm inadequate. There's something wrong with me. And again, those beliefs are rooted in every single one here in the world. Like if you're not walking over water doing miracles, you know, we still have those beliefs. It's unbelievable, but yeah. it works like that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm going to talk about somebody that a lot of people know. And this is what I've studied. And if other people don't believe this, it's fine. When Jesus was in the cross about to be killed, he says, dad or father, why did you abandon me? So if we start looking at that, it's like, why did Jesus, that he was supposedly such a spiritual person, you know, and uh, the, the son of God, so, so advanced spiritually, how did he believe that God had abandoned him? That was in a way the last test before he left the earth. That's what I believe, okay? And there's so many ascended masters that came through earth and had their struggles. Buddha, if we look at Buddha's life, he went through years of trying different things to, to try to find enlightenment. He realized that enlightenment was not on the outside, was on the inside. So he sat down and started meditating and got enlightened, you know? So we need to start understanding that we, we're going to, as you said, we're going to go through challenges. We need to listen to the stories we're telling ourselves because those are those things that are projecting on the outside. So if Jesus thought that his father had left him it was a projector of his inside that he had to let go of everything, you know, although he felt alone in the world, had to let go of that to be able to, of course, finally ascend and become Jesus Christ, yeah. you know, ascended master. And, That's and again everyone, what I believe. And everyone can start to look at, at their stories right now and see, and see exactly this. We, we clearly know it's more than thinking positive. It's more than just understanding what it is you want. Because as you say, if, if I was to go to the universe and say, I want this, 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 and this, like my shopping list, right? And then it was just to give it to me, I wouldn't learn the lessons I'm meant to learn. Now, my mind thinks that if I get those things, I'll be better off. And my mind thinks if I'm positive and I'm upbeat and I focus on what I want, I'll be able to attract that. But as you say, it goes deeper than that in terms of what I believe, and it's normally your beliefs, your deep down beliefs, even if they're not conscious, they're the things that are getting projected. And I believe that if you consciously were thinking positive and you were to attract exactly what you're thinking positively on the surface, you would never go deeper in terms of those beliefs that are actually needing to be shifted in order for you to improve the best quality of your life. And here's the scenario I give a lot of my clients is that if you wanted money, and you wanted it from a belief that says, I need my money to be enough and to be safe. 
then it doesn't matter how much money I make, I will always live in fear that I'm going to lose it because my worthiness is now attached to my money. And so I, I will live in fear that I'm going to lose it because my that that is my uh, I'm now attached to it. But if we go to the deeper belief around my worthiness and I am to shift that belief where now my worthiness is inward, regardless of how much money I have externally, I can make as much money as I like and as much money as I feel expansive, you know, to create and my worthiness is still uh, intact. My worthiness is still uh, towards my own beliefs about around what I believe in terms of spirit. So that's clearly something people can ask themselves around, not only do what I want, but what are my beliefs, right? What am I making that mean? What are some of the key aspects to finding out those conscious or unconscious beliefs? So just to make it clear maybe for the listeners that I want to explain a little bit how the mind works, how most of people out there talk about this. We have the conscious mind that's 10% that runs 10% of the mind and the subconscious mind that runs 90%. So to confirm what you're saying, Tyson, is that if I think consciously that I want money and I talk to a lot of people out there and they're like, yeah, I want money. I want to become a six figure, seven figure. I want to become a millionaire, blah, 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 whatever. It's not what you think you think. It's what you actually don't think you think is the truth. It's kind of a riddle there, but it's, it's not what you think you think. It's what you don't think you think the truth. So you need to start connecting with yourself. And I teach a lot. I'm sure that you teach the same thing is self-awareness. Is being more connected with yourself, being more aware of what's going on inside of you. So what I teach, like an easy exercise you can start practicing is sit down, breathe a little bit, close your eyes, breathe in, breathe out, connect with yourself and start asking yourself, if I had money, I would feel blah. If I had money, blah, fill in the blanks. Now people that have money, fill in the blanks. And start doing that for a week, seriously, Tyson. Every day, write down different sentences around money. Like if I had money, I would do this. If I had money, my parents thought about money. Money is... And as you start doing that exercise and you open up to the experience, the truth is going to slowly start coming out. Sometimes it's not that easy because again, if your ego is very, you know, fighting back, your, your subconscious mind is in protective mode because what I teach a lot, Tyson, you need to understand the subconscious mind believes that the false beliefs are true. So it doesn't want you to discover them and confer them. So it's going to do everything in its power to move your way. That's why a lot of people are not doing marketing. They're procrastinating about reaching out to people because they're afraid of being judged and criticized. So as they're afraid of being judged and criticized, they don't want to get the word out because, oh, if I do a, you know, a Facebook profile, as you have, I have, that resonate with people that want to work with me, other people are going to say, like, what is Tommy doing? He's helping spiritual entrepreneurs. That's bullshit. That's a bunch of crap, whatever. And they may even try to call me out and say something, you know? And if I don't feel good about myself, I'm not going to do a profile. I'm not going to do marketing because I don't feel good about myself, you know? And again, with money, the same earning money. So we need to start understanding what are our narratives? What are our narratives with failure? What are our narratives with rejection? Rejection happens a lot in sales. You know, you get onto the phone as we do. You got to get on the phone to talk to the person, understand what he needs, 
talk to them, help them out a little bit, see where they're at and see if we can help them with whatever we do. But going on sale calls that I don't call them sale calls and I don't do sale calls, I give value on the person if they feel good, they might even ask me, if they, what do I do if I, they want to work with me? I normally don't push them and don't sell them anything. You know, I normally just give them value and towards the end they might ask me, okay, but I love what you did. How do I do to work with you? And then, but other people get on the phone to get sales, to get money. And as you said, I want to feel good about myself. So I want to make money. So if I have you on the phone, Tyson, I want you to buy. Because if you don't buy, I'm not going to feel good about myself. So that I'm going to screw up the call because I'm going to sound desperate trying to get you hooked up to work with me because I want to feel good about myself. So marketing and sales, most entrepreneurs are screwing up that because again, it has to do with fear of rejection, fear of failure and being judged or criticized. So they rather stay in the comfort zone, safe, comfort is safe. They're not safe, but you know, doing that because they're afraid of getting out there. Yeah. And how do you, what do you think someone's next steps are? Obviously to do with money, you said for that one week, ask yourself those questions, journal out and over time that, you know, the, the truth will come out and you can start to work with that. When it comes to sales, like example, when someone gets on the phone and they have this fear of rejection, is it doing something similar or do you have a different exercise to help people uncover those beliefs they might have around rejection or, or, you know, or sales in general? I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to, you know, put too much pressure on people. I don't want to, I don't want to be seen as a car salesman, whatever it may be. What, what are some things that people can do to uncover those beliefs? So again, it's going back into your past. You need to understand that in your mind, you have all these movies from your past. Like I can ask you right now, Tyson, to close your eyes and go back into your past or memory, maybe at school, maybe something happened, you got a good grade and everybody was cheering or, the, or your parents were happy with you or you had a bad grade and people were laughing at you or you did something stupid at school and your, your peers were laughing. We, we have our memories in our mind. Most of us, we just kind of repress them, push them away because, you know, as people say, the past is a past. You got to leave it back there. When people say the past is a past, you, know, you got to leave it there. That's a bunch of crap because they're afraid of facing their, their past. Mm. What I teach, and it sounds very weird, but it really, really works, is I help you, Tyson, imagine, go back and find a little Tyson. So you're struggling. Let's, let's pretend you came to me because you're an entrepreneur. You're struggling with money. You're struggling with your business. Or maybe you're just struggling and you don't even know what's going on. So we start asking what's going on. Like, what, what are you finding that you're not doing? Maybe marketing. Okay, I'm not posting. Okay, so I start talking about what happens when you got to post. So how we start feeling. So we go into the emotions. So what I teach is that habits are a result of your emotions and your emotions are a result of your beliefs. So if I have a negative belief, I'm going to have a negative emotion. A negative emotion is going to create a negative habit. So if you're not posting or not doing lives, that's a big one. People are not doing lives because they're afraid again of being judged, of seeing themselves in a camera and they judge themselves. So they don't want others to judge them. What we do, we start talking about that. And from there, as we open up the mind, we go from today, we go back into the past. And I tell you, okay, Tyson, close your eyes and you're feeling, I don't know, you're feeling that uh, nobody likes your contest, nobody is engaging, you feel afraid of uh, posting. So I tell you to close your eyes and we start going into the past to find a similar situation where you're afraid of doing something. And most people, 90, 95% of the people, they start telling me, Tommy, I'm seeing myself at school. 
I gotta do something and I, or I did something and, and kids are laughing at me. Okay, so how is little Tyson feeling? He's feeling afraid. He's feeling judged. He's feeling criticized. He's feeling that he's not good enough. We start getting all the narratives from that little you from your past. So as we start finding all of that, we're playing the movie back in your head again, you jump into that movie. That's the weird part. You travel in time and you walk into the school to that little Tyson and you start talking to little Tyson first to find what he's believing and then to change that. Hey, Tyson, there's, there's a specific process, but to give you a, the short version, hey, Tyson, what these kids are saying about you, it talks about them, not you. If they're making you feel that you're not, you're not good enough because you said, I know two plus two is five, it's okay. You're learning. There's nothing wrong with making a mistake. So now we associate that making mistakes is bad. So now you're stuck not making mistakes in life because when you did a mistake when you were a kid, they laughed at you. So as we go, you can see the narratives in the head are the ones stopping you. But the problem is, Tyson, if we work with Tommy today, with Tyson today, and we start throwing affirmations at ourselves today, we're just working at a conscious level. You might see some changes, but you're repressing your past because you're not dealing with your past. What you got to do is you got to travel in time in your timeline and find that specific moment where that was created or reinforced that you, if you, I don't know, got the word out, you said, you, you, you said what your mind thought you were laughed at. So now you're afraid of posting lives. So as we start changing that little self of you, educating him, understanding that if they're laughing at you, it's their problem and not yours. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just kids that are insecure and they're laughing at you because they feel insecure and they want to blame it on you or whatever. It's not that you, there's something wrong with you, that you're stupid or whatever narratives you're telling yourself. And another important key there that a lot of people are missing is understanding that whatever you live back then, you are doing it to you by right now. So if you're seeing yourself on a live or maybe just recording a, a video and you're like, oh, I see, I'm, I'm so stupid. Look at myself. I'm doubting. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Um, I don't know the word. Sorry, but I get stuck. You know, it's like, oh, I'm so bad at this. You are judging yourself again. Mm. So there has to be a connection from you to your younger self saying, first of all, that you're sorry for treating him like that too. Because although the kids treat him like that back then, you are now treating him like that now. Mm. I get that. So as you start changing the subconscious mind, the movie in your head, the script, what's going to happen, and I see this, it's amazing. I see people in a couple of weeks doing this work start seeing big changes. Like I have had at least in a couple of months, three marketing guys that came to me because they were stuck with their business. One couldn't wake up early. He would put five alarm clocks and would go through them without listening to the alarm clock. That's how stressed he was that he couldn't wake up. In a couple of weeks, he, he made 6K reaching out to people, you know, and getting clients in. And I had several marketing guys the same. They were just stuck. We went back to the past. We started reprogramming those scripts, changing those scripts in the past. And they, their life today started changing. I experienced that. And the people that, you know, start practicing this, going into the past to change the past. You're not changing the actual thing that happened because what happened happened, but how you created the perception of the narratives around what happened. Make sense? Yeah, got it. Definitely. Yeah. I even, like you said, even the positive things when I was a kid, I was really good at gymnastics. So being athletic and doing 
flips and all those different things on the trampoline and whatever it may be. I do it like all these, all these different backflips and stuff. And I found that just as a kid, I was like 12, even that I found so much significance. That's how I was worthy. That's how people, um, you know, that's how I, I found myself as valuable. And then when I found that people were better at other things than me, I had a tough time experiencing that because that was my, my worthiness was attached to that. When I did something good, when I did something athletic or I did something on, you know, the trampolines or the mini trance, whatever it may be, you know, I, I found myself saying, it's good that I can do this. This is, I'm better than other people. And if I'm not this thing, then I'm, I'm, I'm not as worthy. And so when someone else was, was better at some sport, I was like, I, I would push them down and say, Oh, I can do that. You know, I can, oh, that would be better at like a, a Rubik's cube or whatever. And I'd be like, Oh, I could do that. You know, cause I, my, my worthiness was attached to that. And so not only was I, uh, not only did I find my worthiness in, you know, gymnastics and being athletic in that way, but I also, while I was doing that was, demonizing the side of me that wasn't good at other things you know and and that was me like you say bullying myself and being and judging myself for the sides of me that couldn't do those things and as as i grew up i i had a tough time really tough time you know when other someone when someone was good at something you know giving them credit for that you know because i'm like oh no i could do that i'm better than i could be better than them at that and it it took me a little while until i was about 15 16 where my, where I started detaching from that and started saying, you know what, it, I'm, I'm good at some things. I'm not good at some things, but that's my, that's my worthiness is not attached to that. And I started actually finding as I judged myself less, I judged other people less. And so that my mirror was shifted because of my perspective. So what you're saying is people can truly go into their past and say, where are these stories coming from? Where are these narratives coming from? And how are they projecting into my life, especially in the form of business, in the form of marketing, sales, money, but even like you said, even in the form of your, your spouse and your kids, the, the, the primary aspects of your reflection, and you can really start to look at those stories. I love that. What else do you have to say about that where people can start uncovering their beliefs? So first of all, something very important that you just said is that I want to add to this is we start learning that whatever we do on the outside define us as our being. So if you were good at gymnastics, like, oh, my being is good. Since we were kids, our parents taught us that you are mean, you are a good boy, you're a bad boy. They tagged you. They started defining your being by external factors. That's a big shift we got to do as parents, or if you don't have kids as in the future, that you got to start learning, teaching your kid that external things don't define who he is, who he is, his being, his true self is his being. External things have nothing to do with the being because I can be a good person and I can make a mistake, you know, and treat you bad because I had a bad day. That doesn't define me as a bad person, but we tend to tag somebody as a bad person and tag ourselves as a bad person because I made a mistake. So this taken to entrepreneurs, that's a big one. I, some some time ago i spent i invested ten thousand dollars into a company that was going to help me with marketing sales and things like that and they screwed me up and i and i had a phase where i started believing that i was a failure because i had thrown away money and i didn't even realize that these guys were scammers you know and it kind of 
in a way I started defining myself for that money I had invested. And then of course, doing the work and everything, I realized I was, you know, again, tagging myself as a failure because I invested by the money. That doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It means that my action failed, but I learned so much. I wouldn't change a thing. If I could really go into a time machine, I wouldn't change it. Mm. Like I really love what happened because that brought a lot of my true self out and I got rid of many limiting negative and false beliefs that I had in the back of my head. Mm. So how many times you can go back in time, Tyson, and say, oh, that thing that happened back then was really bad, but I look at it right now and it brought me to another path that took me where I'm right now. Hasn't that happened before? Totally. Do you, when you're in the middle of a challenge or in the middle of a problem or in the middle of something that feels uncomfortable, do you go to that, that belief then and say, like, I know this is tough right now. It's tough on my ego, my mind to, to, uh, to go through, but you know, do you, do you truly feel appreciation for the tough moments, even when you're in them? Or does it take sometimes to, to yes, out? sometimes no. I'm mm. still a human being. I'm, I'm half a spiritual and half human being. You know, or how, I don't know the percentage, but you know, <laughs> I'm still the human being in, in here experiencing the world. So when I'm able to center myself and be in my spiritual part more, like I really look back and say like, whoa, you know, or in the middle of the, in the storm, I can say like, oh, this, this has something to teach me. But not all the time. Sometimes I'm struggling. I'm like, oh. I want to get through this. I want to get over this. I, I don't, I don't, you know, try to get away from the pain because that's yeah. what we normally do. Our subconscious mind is going to try to move you away from the pain. But yeah. when you're going through that, you have amazing learning experience to get from it. If you use it, you know, a yeah. lot of people go through challenges and they're the victim. They go, Oh, why did this happen to me? And they just go through that and they don't learn anything. Yeah. That's another possibility. Of course, the challenge is going to end sometime, but the idea of the challenge is for you. Like, if you don't mind, I, I'm going to give you a short story that my spiritual teacher told me is that we as spiritual beings are kind of a golden statue that fell on the, on, on, in the mud. The mud got dry. Somebody picked us up and now we're seeing the mud. So if you look back at the mud, you're like, oh, this is not nice. You know, it's all muddy, dirty. But as today we have identified with the mud. So we see ourselves with those pieces of mud stuck to us. So the challenge is what they're doing is cutting or, you know, chopping off those pieces of mud that we're not. But so we're so identified, as you were mentioning, like I'm a gymnast, I'm an entrepreneur. No, you're not a gymnast, you're not an entrepreneur. You are not what you created on the outside. You are your spiritual being. You are that golden statue that needs to get rid of the mud to then be able to shine that amazing golden statue that you are. Does mm. that make sense? And it's not even that the, the, it's not even that the mud is like, is like the bad pieces. It's like the mud is, you are meant to have mud so that we go on the journey to finding the gold within us. Right. Yes. A exactly. lot of people can hear that story and say, Oh, why are all this, why did all this uh, circumstance, why did my parents, why did this event put this mud on me? But you know, as, we are here to, to have a human experience so that we spiritually evolve. And it's the mud that's on, it's the mud that we pick up on that journey that allows us to, to find, to find that gold within. Right. And I think, um, I think reframing and shifting the way we perceive those challenges can really, really shift the way we feel. You know, if you're looking for the lessons and if you're looking for how this is serving you and how this is helping you evolve, 
rather than restricting you evolve. I ask this all the time. I say, how are you viewing life? And what's your relationship to this moment? What's your relationship, uh, you know, to life right now? Is it an obstacle? Is it the enemy or is it a friend? You know, is it, is it something that's working for you and something that's helping you? And so I think that's a, a, a key component, but let me ask you this in terms of doing this inner work, what are now your beliefs? What are your beliefs about money? What are your beliefs about marketing and sales? What's coming through? What is, what is, what do those topics mean to you? And what are your, what are now your new beliefs that allow you to make the money you do, get yourself out there and obviously make a bigger impact. So first of all, again, I'm still working on them. So it's not something that uh, destination, I, I bought a ticket to this, you know, station, I got there, I'm done. I'm still working on them. The, the new narratives that I have that I'm keep, you know, reinforcing a good way and still be open because this is another thing. Listen, a lot of people is like, oh, I found a kid from my past that felt that money was bad. I changed that and that's it. You know, now money's going to come my way. Yeah, money might come your way. Don't get me wrong. But what's going to happen, maybe, maybe when you were three, you had another incident. Maybe when you were five, when you were six, when you were six and a half, six and eight months. It's not that you just change one moment and your whole life changes. I keep going back after 10 years, 10 years of inner work. And a lot of people have done 20, 30, don't get me wrong. But for me, 10 years, my mentor, 25 years, and she still went in and found little younger versions that needed to change perceptions around different things. So around marketing, what I feel is I'm sharing my gift to the world. So I'm being able to help more people and bring this new consciousness out into the world. So I feel it more as a good thing than a bad thing. Okay. Around marketing, around sales, around rejection. If somebody says to me that they don't want to work with me, they don't resonate with me. That doesn't define who I am because that's another thing. If you just if you say Tommy, like if you say, hey Tommy, I don't want to work with you because I don't resonate with you, it doesn't mean that what I'm doing is not good or I'm not good enough. It just means that maybe the person is not ready or he needs another path in his life, and that's fine too. So that's another thing. Not everybody is going to be ready to work with you on the and as you know it, it's more people that are not going to be ready to work with you than the people that are going to work with you. So if you reach out to 10 people, you might get one or two to work with you. There's nothing wrong with the other eight that are not, that there's nothing wrong with you that the other eight don't want to work with you. They're not maybe ready for this path that you're bringing in front of them. And that's fine too, you know? Mm. And around money is that money is just energy. So money is kind of the byproduct of me giving value to people, offering help to transform other people's life. And so I get paid for what I do. So I see it in another way now. Before it was like, if I had money, I was a bad guy. Or if I don't have money, I'm also the bad guy because the universe, that's another thing that I also worked on is if I don't get paid or I don't get money is the universe is punishing me, there might be something wrong within. Mm. That's another conclusion that I had. So I felt bad when I didn't get paid or I didn't get money. If I, I, I never, had a problem with money. Like I, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to get to the end of the month. I could go out and ask for money and people would lend it to me and then give it back. But it, it was in a way that I couldn't have more abundance. I always had abundance in a way because it's not only about money, as you know, having a roof over your head, having food in front of you, that's still abundance, right? So many times we think that abundance or <clears throat> wealth is just money on the table, money in your bank. And it's not true. Right? Totally. And I want to I touch upon, before we finish up here, around you, you were explaining about your false self. 
I think this is really important. And the reason being is because I started doing this exercise and started really highlighting areas of my life. Once I started studying, you know, Wayne Dyer and Eckhart Tolle and these, these spiritual teachers, you know, I started seeing what, what do I see myself as? Am I an entrepreneur? Am I an athlete? Am I male? Right. Am I a brother? Am I, you know, a son? like all these labels I put on myself, all these labels that have been conditioned through society and through cultural norms and questioning that. Right. And once I started questioning it, the more I started feeling like I was getting more towards who and what I am in terms of spirit, in terms of consciousness. And, and as you would describe like that, that golden version of ourselves. And so what do you feel people can do right now to start being more aware of their false self and starting to break away maybe some of those patterns that are no longer serving them and to find more of what you described their real self, the side of them that is this, this, this golden version, this golden statue within themselves. What are some of the ways in which you would guide someone through that to break away or become more aware of their false self? So again, what I really recommend is people starting to connect. Whenever you're struggling is when your false self is coming up. So it's, again, an opportunity the universe is giving you, your soul, your higher self. You know, it's giving you an opportunity to, okay, what is going on? So I'm struggling. I'm angry at my wife. So write down whatever is bothering you. You know, I'm angry at my wife because she doesn't recognize me. I'm angry at my wife or my, I don't know, I'm, I'm angry at this client because they told me they want a refund. Okay, why do I feel bad about a refund? Because they're not recognizing my work. They're, I don't know, whatever, you know, start writing everything that's bothering you. And I'm going to give you something that it might bother to some of the listeners out there. Be open, guys. Open-minded. That's the most important thing in the spiritual path. Like a lot of people talk about spirituality, but then they say like, oh, the other day a guy write, wrote to me and he's like, you got to follow Allah. He's going to make your life much better and blah, 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 blah. And it's fine. Okay. I, I follow many ascended masters, but he was telling me like Allah is the only one out there. And so many spiritual people talk about spirituality, but then they're just close to or, or Buddha or Jesus or Allah or whoever out there. That's, again, sorry, but close-minded, because if you're open-minded, you can grab a little bit from Allah, a little bit from Jesus, a little bit from Krishna, Ram, Buddha, all of them out there have teachings for us. Some people might be ready, some others are not, but all of them have teachings that we can get out. Some, you know, made mistakes, we can use that also to learn. Of course, there's nothing wrong. So we got to be open-minded. So first of all, you start writing whatever is bothering you. You know, I'm not posting because, I don't know, the other, the other day a person started saying that I didn't know anything. They started complaining, they got angry, whatever. Start writing. What did it make you feel? When you are pointing out, so if I say this, you know, Tyson made me feel that I'm not, that I'm, I'm I don't know, I'm not good enough or Tyson made me feel that I'm not valuable. What I'm actually saying is I believe when I'm pointing out one finger, Tyson, there's three pointing back at me. So look at my hand, you see? So whenever I'm saying Tyson made me feel or made me think, blah, it's what I am feeling about myself. So if you tell me right now, Tommy, all this conversation was crap. You don't know anything about spirituality. I got two paths. Let you come in my house and start telling myself, oh, he realized that I don't know anything or who do you think he is? How is he saying this about me? Blah, blah, blah. Get angry, get defensive or just hang up, whatever. 
or the other one would be, okay, Tyson, that's your point of view. That's fine. What I believe, I'm okay with it. Hmm. Most people open the door and let people come in. As you let people come in, what you're allowing is you are repeating those same things inside of your head. So whatever others are making you feel or are making you believe about yourself, the truth is you believe them about yourself, but you're not being, you're not realizing them. Yeah. Which is why I see the opportunity. If I was to say to you, this interview is crap, Tommy, you give me no value here. Melissa's all going to hate you. You know, for you, if, if that's triggering for you, that's an opportunity because if it's a trigger, it means at some level you believe it. Like you said, you're letting them into your house. And exactly. so that's now an opportunity for you to start looking at the story, rewriting the narrative and starting to break away the, the mud that's currently on your golden statue, right? So, I, so everything that's triggering is, is totally the, the opportunity to start doing that in a healing and doing that in a work, especially around marketing, around, around sales, around money because where we're all triggered is around that. And, and, you know, every time we're triggered, that's the opportunity to look within and to, and to totally do the inner work. Um, that's amazing. And I, I know plenty of people here are going to actually do these exercises, actually journal out your thoughts, start to dive in deep, look at the experiences you've had, maybe the conversations your parents had around money, all those different things. Um, and they offer value time and time and time again, you can't, you can't do this enough in terms of, you know, do it now, next week, three months, three years, you know, 10 years, 30 years down the track, it'll always offer some value. Um, so I love that. And you've, you've definitely given us a lot of things to think about. And, uh, and no doubt there's a lot of people who are just opening up their awareness. So where can people find out more about you in terms of the work you do, the content you have, anything like that? Where, where are some things people can find you? So, I got a lot of content that I put up in Facebook. I got my profile or I'm now building, I got a small Facebook group that I started a little bit ago, but they can look me up as Tommy Walker, the mind engineer. Okay. Or they can find my website. That's unleashingyourmindset.com. Unleashingyourmindset.com. Or Tommy Walker, the mind engineer. Or unleashingyourmindset.com. Those are the two places they can find me. I have a lot of free material that you guys can download, look at it. I go more in depth. And, and as I was mentioning a little bit before uh, to Tyson, I'm writing a book right now around unleashing the entrepreneur mindset. I'm going to launch maybe in two or three weeks, I think. I'm still finishing it. It's not going to be a big book, but it's going to be kind of a small thing that people can use that we're going to cover this and a bit more in depth about how to start changing. It's going to have plenty of tools talking about this, you know, projecting out whenever you point the finger out what is going on on the inside. Mm. That kind of the idea. Amazing. So good. I'll put those links in the show notes for people to easily just, just jump on and, and check you out. But is there anything else that's coming up? Any other, any other tips, advice, or, or things that would, things that are flowing through that would offer some value that would make this conversation feel complete? So what I want I, I cannot repeat this enough, you know, it's whenever you're struggling, you said it too, Tyson, and this is the work that we do, you know, is whenever you're struggling, there is something you need to learn. So if you can use that as a learning experience, I guarantee, and you Tyson here, I've seen this with the people you work with, your business and your life is going to just change. It's amazing because again, if I'm projecting out of a script to the universe, I want this, I'm not feeling good enough. So don't bring me things because I'm not good enough. 
when I start changing that narrative, although I might change it a little bit, I might change a couple of times in the past, things are going to start changing. Like it's really amazing. So do the work. And I guarantee, I tell the people that work with me, I offer guarantee in the first session, if you don't start feeling a little bit of changes inside of you, you know, you can just tell me. And I, they, they got two sessions to tell me, no, this is not working with me because I don't want to work with whoever. Like, I want to be sure that the people that work with me, they are investing money correctly. So I give them guarantees on that because it's so powerful, this inner work. As you start seeing the inner work, things start changing. It might take longer. Don't get me wrong. But I got people that are taking maybe three or four months to start seeing bigger changes. It all depends on how big the script inside of your mind is. The bigger the script on I'm not good enough, it's going to take longer to change that but it's gonna change eventually. But there's work to do. This is not easy. This is not easy work in the park. It's like going to the gym. If I wanna see myself fit, I gotta to go to the gym and do the hard work. The mind is exactly the same. It needs the hard work to start seeing changes in my life around me. Amazing. And listeners here are definitely willing to do the work. They're, they're open-minded. They're, they know they have this gift inside them that's coming out and that needs, you know, other people need in the world. And so they're willing to do that, that, you know, willing to go on that internal journey. So I love that. But Tommy, I want to thank you so much for just being on here and sharing your, your story, your wisdom, these exercises, no doubt everyone listening is going to, going to test them out, go all in and start to rewrite their narrative and start to see the shifts in their business. You know, not only in terms of how they get themselves out there, but the, the money they're willing to receive the clients they're willing to receive. And because of the inner shifts that they're doing, that's just going to manifest as more value they can offer their, their audience, their clients, their tribes, whatever that, whatever it may be. So I just want to thank you so much for being on here, my friend. Thank you very much. I really enjoy this. And as you said, it, one of the important thing is how much are you charging? You know, if I started charging maybe $10, $20 a session, and then I wanted to packages and now high ticket. And it all has to do with your self-worth. The more you feel better about yourself, easier to get more clients, easier to charge more for your services. Mm. So exactly what you said, as you start changing your inner scripts, your beliefs, things start changing on the outside. So thank you very much for having him here. It was amazing talking to people that share very similar work here. I love what I do and I know you love what you do too. It looks Absolutely. very nice. Thank you. Absolutely. Maybe we'll tick that into episode two when you, if you come back on and we'll, <laughs> we'll dive in deep in terms of charging, charging the prices that you're worth. Maybe we'll just give that as a little bit of a segue, a little bit of a, an introduction to our next conversation. But man, this has been fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.